The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, welcome to what, if you're keeping track, is show number 97 as we inch closer to 100. I'm Joel Mahalik, and all the way across the studio room in a lounge chair, no less, <laughs> right. is the lovely Sharon. The lovely Sharon. <laughs> That's How are me. you? Can you bring that a little closer to you? How about that? Well, that's fun. No, well, instead of you having to pull the chair up, swing the mic back. There you go. How that's about what, that? That's what they're made for. Yay! So welcome everybody. I want to uh, I want to point out real quick. Thanks to everybody for the very nice messages on Facebook and whatnot about our anniversary so we, that we celebrated. Absolutely. Well, lots and lots of wonderful messages, and thank you very much for that. So, yep. if you want to subscribe to the program, uh, what? I was, <laughs> The I, I think I was about to create a new word that was part podcast, part program. <laughs> okay. The program. If you want to, if you want to subscribe to the program, <laughs> then you can do so simply by going to www.jmtalk.net and you can subscribe. We're on all the major podcast playing places. Uh, also, check out the blog and the news and the things and the stuff and the things and all like that. Uh, also, on Facebook at JM Talk and Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So, um, some time ago, I talked about TikTok, and I explained to the audience, and this, I, 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 I don't know if, I think this was... How my, did I been, know you were going to bring that up? Th this might be before you joined the program regularly. I don't know. Okay. But I had talked about how, yeah, I downloaded it to see what this was about, this whole new, new social media thing. Right. And I had it for about six minutes, and I deleted it. It was the it's six minutes I'll never get back in my life. Well, I have it again, because... <laughs> Because I have it. Yes, the lovely Sharon downloaded it. I think a lot of the stuff in there is hilarious. <laughs> it is. Oh, my gosh. I still think, even after re-downloading it, I still think a lot of the stuff in there is dumb. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one claimed that but, the people in there were the brightest bulbs of the bunch. But you did find a, a possible life tick tip. Life hack tip. <laughs> yeah. That you're going to yeah. try. I I am going to try it because if it works, it could save us tons of money in t-shirts and advertising. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, so it, it, it's the art of taking a picture, wrapping it in plastic right. wrap. Okay. So, yeah, you take a picture, any picture that you want any picture whatsoever and you wrap it up in plastic wrap and then put it place it wherever you want on the t-shirt cover it with parchment paper and iron it on that's it that's all you gotta do so i imagine because you said that it melts the plastic to the shirt right 
So I imagine you won't, the first time you wash it, then the plastic will probably come off the shirt. Hmm, I don't think so. Because the plastic won't come off the shirt if it's melted. Into the membranes of the in, shirt material? Yes. And makes like a scientific infusion to the uh, molecules of the shirt and <laughs> <Yes>. plastic. <laughs> Look, yes. it's worth a try. I, I also did see a possible <laughs> life hack that I'm, I'm going to try. And truly, if anyone's ha seen these videos that we're talking about or anything similar and it worked, didn't work, please let us know. But there, I saw a video where they said that if you lock your keys in a car and it's got the, uh, the fob remote. Right. You can take a battery, any battery, and touch it to the power lock or the mechanism or whatever. And supposedly it sort of crashes the lock system, forcing your car to unlock. So I don't know how true that is. I have never heard that. But I think it's... I'm going to try it. I meant to try yeah, it today. I want to try haven't it had a too. Chance. Just got to make sure that if it fails, we have a, an extra key with us to be able to get into the car and get our keys. So <laughs> yeah, uh, right. that, that, that would be the only thing. So... Um, so yeah, so I, I probably right now am wasting about five minutes a day running through some TikTok videos before I decide this is ridiculous and, and, and I switch to something else. Um, but be that as it may, um, you know, I, I still don't think any differently than I did back then with TikTok, you know. Um, but I see a lot of the things that you watch are like people that are just... It, it, it overdubs a comedian telling a joke and they're mouthing it. So they're like basically doing a Milli Vanilli on, um, on jokes. Uh, that's other comedians have told so anyway uh, so moving on from that that's TikTok for you you know if you enjoy it great if <clears> not <throat> um, and so uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, as as you know and as the lovely Sharon knows I pick and choose and I find things out there in the webosphere right. uh, that are worthy of talking about so <laughs> and uh, I stumbled across an ad on my Facebook um, and it was for Paul Frederick. It was a sponsored ad for Paul Frederick. I guess they're a men's shop or something. I'm not. I. I, I don't know. <clears throat> and after seeing the ad, I know now why I don't know who uh, Paul Frederick is and what they do. Because right? this ad was showing a beautiful white dress shirt with a beautiful patterned purple tie. Now purple was one of my favorite colors, so it drew my eye to it. And uh, the ad said that. Um, uh, it's uh, it's a particular Paul Frederick men's pure something or other, something or other dress shirt. Right. And if you shop now, you can save fifty dollars off of any one shirt. Fifty dollars <laughs> off any one dress shirt. Wow! I think the most I've ever paid for a dress shirt might have been nineteen ninety nine at a Kmart or Walmart. <laughs> I mean, who buys shirts where? You need to take... I mean, this isn't a $60 shirt and they're giving you $50 off. This shirt must be in excess of $100. Who buys shirts that expensive is the question. <clears throat> I don't know. Not me. Uh, so uh, I didn't even visit the page. Uh, I should have just entertained myself to find out how much was this shirt to begin with. But... Um, no need for me. I'll continue buying my dress shirts at, uh, <laughs> right. at the Five and Diamond of Goodwill if I could. If I find a decent shirt there, I'll go there. Even Gabe's. I've gotten nice clothes from Gabe's, uh, so uh, which is probably nothing to really um, announce about. But hey, that's the style of clothing that I uh, wear. Right. 
So, and who needs long sleeve dress shirts right now? I know, I right? Mean, I think in the past week, I think that we have experienced three seasons. <laughs> in the past seven days, we've experienced um, winter, autumn, and Sahara Desert. <laughs> we literally, between Sunday and Wednesday, went through a 40 to 45 degree swing in weather. Right, this weather, and it's really driving me crazy. I'm convinced that it has a lot to do, or something to do, with the amount less of pollution that we're that we have been driving in the air in the past <coughs> sixty days. Me. With everyone not, uh, with a lot of people, most people not being able to go out and about, right, uh, and in lockdown. There's been a lot less pollution. It's it's documented. It's documented in several places that there's been a lot less pollution. It's very well documented how that lack of pollution has helped uh, with um, in different charts and sci- scientific readings and whatnot. And I almost wonder if the weather is um, uh, maybe benefiting from that or or changing from that. Because if you look at it, weather being an element of nature, look at all the nature that's taken back the oceans. There, right. shark, there were two shark attacks this week. What? Where at? In, one in New Jersey and one in Delaware. Really? Okay, where you don't normally see shark attacks. We have orca whales coming into the back bays feeding again. We have bears on the beach. And, um, and, th- and, and this transgression of nature, this, this transition of nature, rather, m- leads me to believe that if... What's going on can have this kind of impact impact on on animals, and I think it could have an impact on the weather pattern. Yeah, maybe a right. lack of pollution maybe changes the course by like a degree of like the uh, uh, what is it the the jet stream, El Nino, Santa yeah. Ana winds, whatever. I yeah. mean, if it changes it by one degree, what kind of impact could that have? And I wonder if that's what's making such a, uh, a heavy impact in it could be, yeah, the weather absolutely. pattern. Because it's like by long before now, I used to say that I don't trust the weather until May. And we were in the first week of May still wearing jackets. Yeah, So I, I know. couldn't trust the weather. I still and, don't. And now we're in shorts and thanks and... Yeah. Now, yesterday so. we hit like 90. Today it's in the 70s. I mean, you know... Right. Exactly. It's weird, uh, it, you know... I'm, I'm going to have to develop a new saying that says, I don't trust the weather, period. You know? Yeah, right. Um, but I'm convinced it has something to do with it. Um, and now that people are coming out again, you know, uh, we'll see what happens as far as that goes. So moving on to this, um, this piece I want to talk about, which I thought was, um, I thought it was timely. It was a great article to read and very timely with what's going on in the world right now with all the protests and such. And, uh, and, and you'll see what I mean in a second. I know we didn't talk about this off air and before the, the program. but So there was an opinion piece. <clears throat> um, uh, I read getpocket.com a lot. And yes. it's because I'm a user of Firefox. And, and typically, if you don't set a, a startup page, just to give you some background, then it will have all these interesting stories and opinion pieces and some of its news. A lot of it, I think, is opinion, though. A lot of it is opinions and articles written by people in different magazines. And, um, and this one here is um, it was written by Leo Babuda from, on Fast Company. And it talks about planning your future being pointless. 
So, and uh, it goes into a 15-year-old wrote to the author and said, as a high school student, I'm constantly being reminded to figure out what to do with my life, what career I would like to have, and so on and so on. I definitely feel huge amounts of pressure when my teachers and parents tell me to figure out something. Now, I'm young and I don't want to make a mistake and ruin my future, etc., etc., and it goes on and on. And it is a tough thing to figure out, not even for the younger yeah. generation, but, yeah. you know, we're middle-aged, right? Yeah. And we have to, I think, especially during these times, we have to also think about the fact that the future is pointless. Trying to plan a future is pointless. It really is. You know? You, don't, you, you just don't know what to do, you know? Right, and With we've already... Closings and then... Are they going to open? Yeah, they <laughs> well, are you're focused open. on shopping. You're focused on the future I, of your shopping. <laughs> That's exactly what you sound like right now. You're like, yeah, you're right. The future's pointless. When are they going to open? When can I go? You're talking Shut about you're talking about shopping. department stores. I'm talking about <laughs> the more broad sense of what's going on. But <laughs> so he says. The author says you can't figure out the future. Young or be it older. Um, so he also goes on to say you have to learn to be good with discomfort, right? Which is true. And I'm not That's talking true. about my back hurts, your back hurts, your leg hurts. Not that. I know. The discomfort know. of, hey, this didn't work out. Right. You know, like when, right. <clears throat> like when we bought this place yep. where we're living now. I don't know. I don't know if we. I know we agreed on it, but I don't know if we had the same thoughts in our heads. Mine was never moving again. This is going to be it. Yeah, I agree with that. Thinking that that was going to be the future turns out to have been pointless because, fifteen years later, we're finding ourselves in a position where we can't afford to be here much longer. So we have to make that change. Right. It and it's yeah. a level of discomfort because look, neither one of us at middle age want to have to move this shit again. I know, because you see how much shit we have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I it's, mean, it's like George Carlin said. It's true. You have all this stuff. You accumulate all this stuff. And then you got to buy a bigger house because you need to fill more stuff. <laughs> and it's not that we want bigger. We just... We need... But we need to make a change now. It was pointless to plan on this being the last home we purchased. Because we, we're finding ourselves in that rut having to do it again. Right. He says, learn to be good with uncertainty. And it's really interesting about that because I don't, I typically don't like uncertainty, right? And I think in our relationship, I think you've been, you're better with it because you're always like, look, it'll work out. It will. Things will be okay. And I'm always like, you know, the glass is half empty. I'm uncertain about what this will bring. What's going to happen next? How are we going to do this? But he says, be okay with it. Um, He says, starting a business, for example. It's an amazing thing to do, but if you're afraid of uncertainty, you'll skip it. How true does that ring? Oh, my God. It's like... (laughs) Because I've been doing a business for 25 years and yet just put it into official motion. So, you know, things like that. Interesting. Um, Overcome distraction and procrastination. Overcome procrastination. We need to get rid of shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop so, procrastinating wait, 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 wait What are you saying? <laughs> what I'm saying baby? is when we get rid of stuff in here You can't just wait for, You're waiting for the box stores to open up To put more but there We was drove a yard by sale. a yard sale yesterday And you wanted to stop 
And I said no. I, I said you are not stopping. You are not putting one more piece of crap in the house. Because the house would just throw up if we tried. You know, I know it looks like I'm excited to go to work every day, but it's not that. When I open the door, the house does push me out the door because of all the stuff in here. I'm well, being forced out. All right, so here's here's the truth of it. I drove by later on by myself. Oh, man. And I and know. You have stuff hiding under your car seats? <laughs> no, no, believe it or not, because I did take a quick glance at what she had. I didn't stop or anything, but, you know, just driving by. And I didn't see anything that kind of caught my eye. And that's that's really interesting. I know. Because typically you would. I know. So I didn't stop. Very good. Yep. So to f- just <clears throat> to finish up this article. So and then he says, learn about your mind. Most people don't realize that fear controls them. They don't notice when they run into distraction or rationalize doing things. They told themselves they wouldn't do. It's hard to right. change mental habits. Right. And that's true. And I find that to be true of myself. And yeah. I just thought that as a whole, that this article was interesting. It came to me at a time where it can apply to a lot of things. And so right now, with the way things are going in the world, nobody really can. I mean, it's pointless to figure out what you're going to do a year from now, even though tomorrow. Like, we still know that we want to get out of here in 12 to 18 months. But will that happen? We've already been backed up already by the pandemic a little bit. So how much more backed up will we be? And how much of being backed up will be procrastination or letting fear control our minds to do what we need to do? Think about that. So I'm going to I'm going to share this story, this opinion, uh, okay. on, on the show notes, so uh, everybody can have a look see at that. Comment if you'd like to uh, on Facebook at Facebook, uh, not at Facebook on Facebook at JM Talk. That's Facebook. What? <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, drink some fluids. Drink lots of fluids. And uh, we will come back with more of the Joel Mahalo Show featuring the lovely Sharon right after this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program, folks. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, and uh, we are back on the program after the break. Uh, as things are starting to open back up, 
uh, from the pandemic. And there's a couple things that, uh, just a, a few quick things. Obviously, first thing I want to mention is, please everybody be careful. Again, as we've said time and time and time and time again, this is not something that affects the lovely Sharon and I too much because we're not all that social. I know that sounds terrible. I, know, I mean, because right? we had this, we had this really fun <laughs> podcast, this great podcast that everybody loves, and yet we're not, we're not socialites. <laughs> so, uh, amazing contrast, by the way. Um, but be careful. You know, the other thing going on is uh, is all the uh, the protesting uh, going on, and of course. A lot of that, a lot of the peaceful protesting is launching into some very violent looting and rioting. And that is causing, as I've been seeing in the news, uh, the the numbers of cases are coming up again right. of coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a given. I think that was going to happen anyway. Um, unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I mean, we don't really uh, have a lot to say about it right now, except, I mean, if you're going to go out there, uh, please be careful. And if you're going to go out there, please do not loot and riot. I know. If you're going out there to peacefully protest, then please peacefully protest. Uh, um, but let, and uh, things are starting to. You know, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but I get it. I understand why people are pissed. Okay. However, you you're disrespecting. Not only the store owners, when you loot yourselves, your neighborhood, your family, you know what I mean? And it's, I just don't understand. I, I just can't grasp the reason why people are doing this. Right. Do all doing the, the violence. The part. looting and, yeah. The looting the and the stealing frames. and the burning, right? And the, the desecration of. Right, businesses and, and their, and their own communities. That they're, you know, uh, the after effect will be, the after effect will be after they destroy their own communities, after they yep. destroy their own neighbors' businesses, that there will be no place to buy things. The economy in that community will be such that uh, the social system and the social economic system, right, like exactly, the welfare system, the community mm -hmm. system, all these systems are going to be broken down. The, you know, yep. uh, it, they'll just be overloaded. And um, so, yes, it's funny. We did talk. I know one thing we did talk about before the show is that we wouldn't make uh, right? a, 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 a stance on this because <laughs> exactly. it, it's a difficult stance to take. We're going to get hate no matter what. We exactly. can say we support you when you peacefully protest. Right, and we'll and people will hate us for saying that. We can say that we do not support looting and rioting because that is now not peaceful protest and that's criminal behavior. And we people will right. hate us for saying that. That's why we really didn't want to take a big stance on this. Right, and I I do apologize for bringing it up <laughs> and and making my my comment, but it just irks me so much. That these people are doing this stuff, you know. Uh, so I apologize for making a stance when we said. But why would you apologize? We you wouldn't. Should, you make should a stance. not apologize. Well, because as you just said, we said we wouldn't discuss it. Oh, well, and apology I brought accepted. it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so when you're when as things are opening back up, restaurants are opening back up to about the, right now. I think they're about thirty percent capacity in most right. areas. I can't speak for every area in every state, 
Right. Um, I know here in Delaware, uh, in another two weeks, they are prepared to move restaurants and retail places up to 60% capacity. So we're opening. But you want to be careful while you're out there. You want to still wear masks and whatnot because um, you want to be safe. I mean, uh, the, the protests have uh, garnered tens of thousands of new cases across the nation. And so that's what you don't want to have. That's not the kind of problem that you want to have is uh, to go out there and not take care of, number one, you have to take care of yourself. And no one said just because there's protests going on, going on across the nation that no one said that corona season was over, you know? Right. It, it didn't become protest season and corona season ended because I still have my corona decorations up. Okay, it's still very much an issue. So please be careful as you go out there. And that will lead us into a news story that I've seen in several sources now, uh, where apparently a new study from researchers at Harvard University says that hooking up carries some risk of transmitting COVID-19 from one partner to the other. And they recommend, among other practices, wearing a face mask while having sex. <coughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come yes. When? <laughs> the research published in the Annals of Internal Medicine ranked frisk frisky situations based on how likely it is to catch coronavirus while in the act. Researchers recommend wearing a mask for the riskiest sexual scenario, sex with people other than those whom one is quarantined. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Yeah, the study also mentions that having sex with people who are together in quarantine is safer. But there's still a risk. So for a, a husband and wife to have sex is still, the, it's not as risky, but they said there's still a risk. Right. If we so, have sex in our own quarantine. So therefore we would have to wear a mask. That's what, according to the study. If we were to believe the study and do the guidelines as suggested by the study, then yes, we would have to wear a mask. The safest approach to sexual activity, according to the researchers, is not having any at all. <laughs> what, masks or sex? Sex. Abstinence, <laughs> they say, is low risk for infection, though mm. not feasible for many. Another option, they add, is masturbation. So, uh, other recommendations have come out since the coronavirus outbreak in the United States with some of them providing graphics to enhance the lessons. In April, the Oregon Health Authority released a sex guide that went viral just weeks after the same happened to one, by, to one released in the New York City Department of Health. The Oregon example stood out for its illustrations of condoms, uh, male sex toys, and a peach. What? <laughs> I can't make this up. I'm reading this right from the pages of the paper. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, remember, wear your rubber, wear your masks. You might as well wear galoshes, a coat, and fisherman trousers while you're at it. <laughs> wow. Practice <Okay>. safe sex. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so, that story will wind up on... Um, the Facebook page. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure we drop a link to that story. <laughs> um, so uh, over the past couple of days, we have a lot of things going on here around the homestead. One of which is we, after uh, uh, boatloads of years, um, decided to get a new bed. 
And um, so we ordered the bed weeks ago. Oh my God! Yeah. And we thought here's a, here's the here's the strange here, here's the well not strange this is the messed up thing this is how we screwed ourselves. We threw the bed out and had it hauled away. Right. And then ordered the bed thinking, that'll be here in two days. You know, couch for two days, spare bedroom for two days. And when, yep. we, ordered, when we ordered the bed, it was like three weeks away because of, um, I guess, corona. Uh, I guess the drivers have the rona or whatever, you know. Anyway, I actually ordered a chair around the 1st of May and it's not coming until <laughs> June 10th. So, or 12th. I know, right? June 12th. It's, it's ridiculous. So, anyway... We have several shipping addresses. My work, home, um, uh, Sharon's uncle. You know, we have all these. Our daughter in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. daughter down the street. We have all these shipping addresses for various reasons that right. work for us. And so when Sharon ordered the mattresses, she didn't check what address was set at the time. And it was from J.C. Penney's, whom she had right. shipping issues with before. But I digress. Right. And um, so, made the order. They said somebody will call us on May 27th to schedule a time. Right. For delivery. Okay. So, nobody called on the 27th of May, and so Sharon called them. Right. And that's when she found out a couple of things. One, the delivery most certainly was not coming May 27th. Uh, The second thing she realized is that they had the wrong address. It was a business address. So, uh, she was told that she had to talk to the shipper in regards to the address. Right, and they gave... Because it was already right, they gave shipped me the to the phone warehouse. number and transferred me right. and everything. And so, the shipper place was, we're going to keep nameless in this story. Um, typically, I would blast them out, but I'll tell you why in a few minutes. <laughs> um, told her that she, for her to change the address, first of all, that, the, that it wasn't coming until the 6th of June. Nine days later from the right. delivery date that J.C. Penney's told us. Exactly. Which means it's sitting in a warehouse waiting for June 6th. <laughs> and that she could not change the address to our home address four miles away from the business address because that would add seven more days to the nine-day shipping address. Yep. So for some reason, changing the shipping address in the system meant that the mattresses would not want to leave the warehouse for seven additional days beyond the <laughs> nine days that they're sitting there taking right. up space. Right, exactly. So we said, okay, fine. So we went through a lot of trouble and set up a lot of things. We knew we were going to have to sit there at this place of business waiting for the mattresses. So we had an extra hand there to help me out. We had a trailer we were borrowing, borrowing someone's receiver for my truck so I could tow the trailer, set it up with my son-in-law so he would be waiting for us at the house. When we got back, Mm -hmm. after the delivery people took the mattresses out of the truck, put them on this uh, cargo trailer, and I brought them here so we can unload them again and put them in the house. I'm out of water. So we are... So... We're all set to go. Right. So we get the call. I did say on the way out the door and we were heading to the closed business that I hope that we're closer to the 12 time than we are to the 2.30 time. And we were. In fact, we were 12 o'clock was the delivery. Yes. Well, oh, okay. That was the actual delivery. Yeah. And right. I thought to myself, and I this is what I meant to tell you, but I kept getting interrupted <clears throat> when we left yesterday to come home to have them 
Okay. I did. I was trying to tell you that I told myself if opportunity provided itself, then I would try to make some sort of plea with the driver mm-hmm. without flat out asking. And what I mean by that is what happened was, so these two Hispanic gentlemen in the truck, the driver, he rolls his window down. I'm like, mattresses? He says, yes. I said, okay, that is us. And he had this look on his face that was like, this isn't a house. Whatever the look (laughs) was, whatever the look was, that was the opportunity. Right. That was the opportunity I needed that I told myself if I had that opportunity, it was go time. And I said to him, I know what you're thinking. This is not a house. And I told him, there was a mistake on the address. My wife tried to change it. Your bosses at your shipping company told us we couldn't without delaying our order. Seven additional days added to the nine days we're already waiting for it to leave your warehouse and come here. I said, they wouldn't change the address by four miles. Right. Actually, it was three. And he says... um, he says, where do you live? I said, I am literally four miles away from here. I am three roads away. Right. I said, I go down that zigzag country road, 71 complex. Right. And he says, let me talk to my partner. So the guy in the passenger <coughs> seat didn't speak English. So they were talking in you know, their native tongue back and forth. And he turns back around to me and he says, so what, like 15 minutes away? I'm like, no, like five minutes away. <laughs> okay, hold on. And he's talking to him again. And he turns back to me and he says, okay, show me. You take us there? I said, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was the opportunity I was waiting for. I used it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. And they were kind of, so everything we set up, we needed none, none of it. Now we're back to, they followed us home and they brought everything in. And they said, under one condition, please don't tell, don't call the company, because I guess he know he noticed my frustration in this. Yeah. He said, under one condition, please don't call the company and tell them we did this. I guess you get in trouble if you deliver to the right address. <laughs> Is the only thing I can think of. Maybe you get demerits, or you get written up or something if you actually deliver the stuff to the right address. As I said, you've had delivery issues before with pennies. That's why I said I will not name this company. They asked us before they left, right. please not call the company and compliment them because of what they did. How humbling is that? That's For them to say, you know what, I'm going to take care of you, but please don't tell my employer that. That really tells you a little something about the employer. Yeah. Through yeah. the eyes of the employee. Yep. So we tipped them very generously, the both of them. Because, and, and I would say most of that tip... Because they only brought, we only asked them to bring one inside and leave two on the deck. Right. Because that's how we needed the function to get our bedroom set back up. Mm-hmm. But most, if not every bit of that tip, went to that convenience that they brought those mattresses here. I cannot say the name of the company, no. but if these two guys will listen, they would know exactly who they are. And we cannot thank you enough for Absolutely. what you did. You Absolutely. S- you saved us. A number of hours of getting the trailer, hooking up the trailer, taking the trailer back, unhooking right, the trailer, yeah, all these yeah. things, in addition to hauling the mattresses in and getting yep. everything ready. Yep. And so. Um, so, so, so grateful. And can so, you get so, close so to the grateful. microphone? <laughs> I, I know, but I just have to stand up. Okay. So is this good? 
Uh, we'll hope it's good in the end. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when post-production is done with it, we'll oh, hope it's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so big thanks to them and a big shout yes, out. And, I, and yes. I wish I could tell you who they were and who they worked for. And Because right. they do deserve the kudos. They do, but I'm going to um, honor their wishes and not mention anything. Um, but, yeah, amazing. Yeah, so. I mean... All right, so for this whole, for the whole debacle, um, I was so upset because when the order, uh, you know, when you go online, you look at the order, down at the bottom, it said, you know, we'll call for a delivery time. Now, I assumed that's the day we're getting our order. But no. Not at all. Right, so there's there's miscommunication right out of the gate. Right. You know. And that's something I've noticed on other websites with other companies and I and, and as a technology person I always say to myself, you only have one job to make sure that this is, you know is is understandable to the person looking at it. Right. Right? Exactly. You want to yep. be understandable. You don't want to have um, double talk or talk around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on like your website. So if it's if that's what they mean, that's really sad. If right. it's an error, they need to correct that, you know, right. because you're right. It puts you in. It, it gives you 100% impression that this is my delivery date. Yeah. And someone will call on my delivery date to tell me what time the mattresses are coming. Right, and, and to it, make sure that you're there. For this delivery. Right. So, um, anyway, so that's our story. We're sticking to it. Now, um, <laughs> so the lovely Sharon has taken off, and I'm going to come back after the commercial break, and we're going to talk about things like honoring heroes, wombats of the week, and if time permits, even one last thing. One so, last thing. One last thing. So, meanwhile, it's time for you to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> it's become a staple on the show. I can't help it. Okay. I know. <laughs> All right, folks, stay tuned because I'm coming back right after these messages. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, this is the third part of the show where we get into a couple of regular segments, uh, one being the Wombat of the Week and one being Honor Thy Heroes, and we're going to explain them both as we go in case you're a first-time listener to the program. But uh, So that is forthcoming. And, of course, if time permits, we do one last thing, just one last element to get out of here before we get out of here at the end of the podcast. 
uh, which is usually just some interesting tidbit or, or it could be anything. That's the whole thing about it. It's whatever I want to be the one last thing. It's exciting that way. So, uh, thanks for sticking around. And, uh, so I'll talk to you while it's, um, it's loading. I'm waiting for my Wombat of the Week to load. I'm having really interesting issues with my laptop. And, of course, the first thing out of the lovely Sharon's mouth is, well, maybe you should call a computer guy. Uh, you know, uh, which is me. And I, I've done everything I can up to this point other than saying, okay, I might have to just drown this thing out because there's there's nothing obvious going on with it. But it's just being an incredible, incredible pain in the arse. So, uh, but while that's loading and it's almost done, I, I feel like I went dial up. Let me explain to you uh, what the Wombat of the Week is and how you can get involved. <clears throat> because you can. So, the Wombat of the Week is is the our show crowning stupid people doing stupid things and getting into the newspaper. So, you can get involved because you can send us in links to stories of stupid people doing stupid things. And you can send them to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Or you can also send us a message on Facebook at JM Talk. So, either way, we get the story. And uh, it would... Uh, I would say we probably, since we started doing this, have only really declined doing one or two stories. So... For the most part, they all make the air. Now, that's how you get involved in the show. This segment is where we have what you might say is audience participation. So anyway, this week uh, we want to talk about um, three young Bolivian brothers uh, being hospitalized after getting a black widow spider to bite them. Now, this goes into a chapter I like to call... There's no way I'm doing this, okay? Um, because I'm arachnophobic as it is, so I'm not going to go around letting any spider bite me, not even a daddy longlegger, although, here's a piece of science for you, daddy longleggers, their bite will kill a human. Why have no humans died from a bite from a daddy longlegger? Because their legs are so long, they can never get their mouth to your skin. So anyway, these three young Bolivian brothers, uh, they get a black widow spider to bite them because they thought it would turn them into Spider-Man. So the Marvel-loving siblings, ages 12, 10, and 8, found the spider while herding goats in Chayanta, uh, according to a Ministry of Health official. Uh, thinking that it would give them superhero powers, they prodded it with a stick until it bit each one of them in turn. Um, finding them crying, their mom rushed them to a nearby health center, where, which transferred them to a nearby hospital. Um, and the would-be Peter Parker brothers were transferred for a third time, taken to the children's hospital in La Paz the next day with fevers, tremors, and muscle pains. While they were there, they were treated and discharged last Wednesday. Um, and they spent a week there after being bitten. So, you know, black widows have venom that is 15 times stronger than a rattlesnake. 
And they're one of the most feared spiders in the world. And they're the most venomous here in North America. All this according to National Geographic. So while their bites usually are not fatal, children go through a lot of problems along with the elderly if they are bit by them. It's also claimed that they're not aggressive and they bite only in self-defense. <laughs> My view on any spider is a lot different than National Geographic's view on any spider. <laughs> so, again, um, very young, uh, you know, a good age to learn a very interesting proverb. Don't ever believe everything you read or see. And so, no, a spider bite does not transform you into a web-squirting superhero. And unfortunately, what will probably go down in history as the youngest wombats of the week, all three of these boys get to share that crown. So, um, when you watch Marvel movies or DC movies, just remember, it's all um, someone's imagination that created these. You know, or, or try to be like Batman. There's somebody who had no powers. He was just smart, knew how to fight, and was rich enough to get what he needed to do the job. There you go. That doesn't mean he, was, he got bit by a bat either. So remember, get those stories in for Wombat of the Week. And congratulations to these three sharing the crown. Yes, probably, probably the youngest. So, okay. Now, in our segment, Honor Thy Heroes, we also encourage you to send in stories of um, everyday people doing extraordinary things for their common man. And you can send it the same way, joelmaholicradio at gmail.com or on Facebook. And this segment is becoming more and more important, I think, with each passing day because of the what's going on in the world around us. We need to, we need to see the uplifting, reassuring stories of people doing amazing things. And, um, and so I encourage people to send these in to us as well. And so... Um, I want to talk about this group of 8th graders in New Mexico. Uh, they are eight, the 8th graders from Waldorf School in Santa Fe, New Mexico. They spent the entire school year raising $2,800 for a rafting trip, which was going to be their big end-of-the-year thrilling trip to commemorate them moving on from middle school. They were going to go on a rafting trip. Well, obviously, the pandemic has ruined that for them. And so instead of, uh, I want to say instead of being upset about it, but I'm sure they were, they were upset about it, but inst instead of dwelling on it, what they did is they chose to make a major impact on the lives of others by using the money they raised to help the Navajo Nation, which is struggling amid the coronavirus pandemic. Now this story and this hero, these heroes hit a little, a little home for uh, the lovely Sharon and I because we used to volunteer our time with an organization that helped um, the Pine Ridge Reservation. 
in South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota. So, um, but what's interesting, I did not know this, in May, the Navajo Nation surpassed New York and New Jersey for the highest per capita coronavirus infection rate in the United States. <clears throat> Another sign of COVID-19's dis- disproportionate impact on minority communities. So the students used a $2,800 fund to purchase supplies, which were then delivered to members of the Navajo Nation. And uh, according to um, teacher Daisy Barnard, she says, I'm very proud of my students, but I'm not surprised. This is a very generous and compassionate group of teenagers. They have been raised to think outside their own immediate lives, and it shows in moments like this. Isn't that an important phrase? They were raised to think outside their own immediate lives. And this is like part of the message that, um, I mean, the lovely Sharon and I, we sort of live this. Um, uh, one of the things I, that I really love about Sharon is she is always thinking of someone else other than herself. She's always thinking about making sure her family is okay, her friends are okay, you know, that sort of thing, uh, which made her um, really big in uh, volunteering. So, but this is something that we like to promote. You know, being compassionate and thinking of other people first. It's not always about you. And we've said that before on the show, too. When we were talking about simple things like wearing a mask to make sure that, you you know, you keep other people safe. It's not about you. You know, we're, trying not, we're not trying to make you uncomfortable. It's not about you. It's not about you. You have to think of other people. So... I so said, this, this group of students, they went out... And they went shopping and gathered over 50 cans of soup, 75 pounds of potatoes, boxes of pasta, dried beans, rice, pet food, and a dozen reusable five-gallon jugs that were all filled with water. And then they started making bags with hand-sewn masks. And um, they delivered that. They had all these supplies delivered to people at the Navajo Nation. People helping people. That's really what it's all about. And this story, this whole class are crowned for honor thy heroes because that's what they did. They thought of other. They thought of other people besides themselves. We can't go on the trip. We raise this money. This is what we're going to do with it. And that, that's a hero. That's the definition of a hero. And so uh, we honor them this week on Honor Thy Heroes. And we thank them for their service to the Navajo Nation community. Struggling with coronavirus, these students have stepped up. You know, who else can, who else can say that? You're talking about middle school teenagers. Middle school teenagers doing that. It's fascinating. Fascinating. So... Um, Thank you very much for what you have done, and you are wearing that crown. So um, that brings us to uh, that brings us to one last thing or two last things. The first thing being that amid all of this uh, protesting, uh, and of course, unfortunately, the looting and rioting that is accompanying it across the nation, uh, we do want to. 
um, send a shout out to uh, law enforcement everywhere. Um, they have they have the toughest job right now. They have the toughest job right now in that they have to um, protect people. They have to protect businesses. And in some cities, they have to do it with one hand tied behind their back as far as policies go. Now, we don't get very political on the program. We try not to. Um, but I would encourage you to read what some of the cities are doing to put to tie that hand behind their back. And in a lot of pockets of the country, because of the actions of, uh, of a few bad cops, and I, and I don't mean that lightly. I take nothing away from the situation. I have no respect for anybody that treats another human being in any way less than you expect to be treated yourself. I don't care what color you are, what race you are. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care. That's my view. I don't care. We're all brothers and sisters. So of the few bad seeds, the rest of the community of law enforcement should not be held accountable for that because the core job is still there. Protect and serve. Protecting property and lives. And it's really hard right now for them. And I just wanted to take a second to shout out to them. Uh, and we should all be hoping that they're okay. I know some of you aren't. I, I get it. There's a lot of feelings on the table right now. Okay? But remember. Remember. You can't affect change if you can't change your mind. And you can think about that. Probably has several meanings. I know what it means to me. And I know what I think it should mean for other people. But So we just want law enforcement to know that we do support them. And we want them to be safe. It's tough carrying out these duties right now. I know it is. Um, so please be safe. In doing so. Um, so what was my actual one last thing? That was like a kind of like a filler one last thing. It was like, oh, I want to make sure I say this. But I was going to use it as a, as a swing. Sort of like, let me go from this to that. And I'm at a loss for the that. Although, I will say that one of the one last things that I've been toying with for a while is, I don't know, and I don't know if there's any entomologists, I think entomologists deal with bugs. I don't know if there's any out there listening that could maybe send us an email and explain this to us, but I feel like there are so many new types of bugs out there anymore. Now... Years ago, when we first moved to Delaware, I thought to myself, man, Delaware's got a lot of really weird-looking, scary-looking bugs. I don't like bugs. I could never be an entomologist. Let me tell you that. I hate them. Thank God for lovely Sharon, because she takes care. If I spot them, she takes care of getting them out. And she's, oh, let me put you back outside. No, flush it down the toilet. Shoot it with a shotgun kind of thing. Just last week, she had to take like six stink bugs out of my truck. I'm like, I don't know, did they get into the back and breed in my seats? I don't know where they came from, but every time I turn around, there's one 
crawling along the window, and he's got his red eyes with fire in them beamed right at me like he's coming right for me. Is it me, or are there more and more strange breeds of insects in the world? I see strange things clinging to my screen, and I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that. I don't want the world to be taken over by insects. We've all seen the horror movies from the 50s. It's real. I'm just saying. But I just don't know if that's what's going on or have my eyes been closed to it because I really don't care. And another thing, I'm finding out that certain wind directions create different insect problems. Like, for example, when we're at our campground, when we're at our campsite at the beach, if the wind is blowing in from the northwest, or what they call a northwesterly wind, and if I'm wrong, if northwest means it's actually blowing from a different direction and going northwest, I don't know. But I'm told if it's blowing that way, that's when we're getting eaten alive by biting gnats and greenhead flies. I mean, you're under attack all the time from them. It was a northwesterly wind a couple of years ago that made me scratch my scratch-resistant eyeglasses because I was putting together a sprayer for Sharon to spray weed killer. So I'm putting this thing together. I got the wand in my hair, and I had this greenhead land on my glasses. And as an instinct, I swung up to hit it, but I had the wand in my hand, (laughs) and I smacked my glasses and scratched them. Um, so it's, it's becoming a problem. It's becoming a problem and it needs to be addressed. So Congress needs to get on it and address these insects that are all over the place. And that is one last thing. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the podcast this week. Remember that you can go to www.jmtalk.net and you can subscribe to the podcast. You can download it. You can listen to it right there on the fly. I believe you can listen to the show 24-7, listen to some archives on the 24-7 stream. And you can also visit us at Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. And we hope you stop by and say hello. In the meantime, please be good to one another. If you're out and about, be good to each other. Remember, we're all in this together. Wear your masks, be safe. And... We want to see you back here next time on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. So until that time, we'll catch you later. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>